Celebrating the world's best dabs. Son, this is whiskey. Try some. Okay, thanks, Dad. What are you doing? Here's to all the dads who impregnated all the moms and made us. Hey, I'm not made of money. What am I, a money tree? I just need bail, Dad. National Bank of Dad. Everybody be nice to your dad. Maybe just leave him alone. Some peace and quiet. And don't ask me for money. What is happening, party people? JP here. I am joined, as always, with my buddy Nick Martin over there. What's going on, guys? How are you, man? I'm good, man. It's good, good. It's, it's, it's been a little bit of time. That's right. We're on season two. We are. It's season two. Well, it's a new year. New year, yes. So since it's a new year, we are uh, in season two, even though we did two episodes in the first season. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We are just getting started. We're, We're getting, getting started uh, for this year. We get that piece of crap 20 out of it's in the rearview mirror. That's right. And hopefully things get better this year. Uh, joined us today on DadCast. By the way, this is the DadCast podcast coming at you where we talk all things dad and many other things. We always go off the rails here. Yes, we do. Yes, <laughs> Joined do. us is our very special guest from RogueWeather.com, a former radio man himself, Mr. Greg Roberts. How are you, bud? JP, I'm awesome. Good to see you, you and as well. Nick. Hey, man, been Good a while. Last you, yeah. time I saw you, it was truly a rocking event. It was. It was a rocking event. Well, that must have been a concert you were speaking of. Oh, yes. Lita Ford and Kip Winger. Good times. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, my buddy Kip, he's my main man now. I mean, what do I got to do? The guy dedicated a song to me in the concert, so of course... Of course, I got to love him. Yes, exactly. Oh, if only you were 17. <laughs> oh, I thank God I'm not, but I will take miles away. That song, that song had always meant something to me, and that Kip heard my story and then dedicated it to me. Priceless, best concert experience ever. I don't know what tops that. Awesome. Let's revisit. I know one, Volbeat, but we'll revisit that in a bit. We'll revisit that in a bit. Um, Greg, tell us about yourself, who you are. First of all, you are a dad, right? Because I, I need to yes, ask sir. that question. Yeah. If you're not a dad, i got to kick you out of the studio. No, I, I get to qualify. I qualify actually on multiple dad points, one of which is I have my own daughter, Emily Grace, who was um, a very unexpected gift from God. I had my first biological child when I'm 44 and an age where most guys are well into grandpa's stage. And that was my first biological child. And then I have a son, Evan, that was adopted because of a prior marriage. And unfortunately, when that marriage went south, I have not seen or really heard from him since, but that's the price you pay for things, I guess. But then there's five other young people out there that, you know, for whatever reason, their dads are no longer in their lives. In two cases, because they were tragically taken, they're passed away. So I get to play that kind of dad role. And in a way, it's also more big brother, but it's a lot of life coach to talk to them about what's going on in their life. I help work them through these different processes they're going through and say, okay, look, the heart's going to tell you one thing. Your brain's going to tell you another. Mm -hmm. You have got to stop and look at the situation and go, what ultimately provides the best benefit for me? Sometimes your heart is right. But more often, your brain is right, and it's looking at bigger picture and deciding, if I do this, how does this ultimately play out in my life? Will I be better because of it, or will I won't? 
Greg Roberts getting real heavy real quick wow. right off the bat. Yeah. Yes. Pump the brakes there, buddy. Okay. On. <laughs> We're on the break. <laughs> no, Whoa. that's good, man. That's 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 good stuff. We'll we'll touch on that here a little yeah. bit later. Um, how old how old are, uh, is your daughter? Uh, Emily is now twelve. Twelve which years blows old. Blows my mind. So yeah, forty four. And so I'm right there with you. I mean, I'm not that late into the game. I am. How the hell old am I, Nick? I'm forty six now. Okay. <laughs> and my youngest is seven years old. Wow. So okay. you know, I was 39, 38 years old yep. when I and you, I'm Nick, forty one. I have an eight month old. There yeah. you go. So yeah. crazy. It's yeah. never too late. Never too, but it's a hell of a lot harder. Um, it's <laughs> I, I can't. You can yeah. vouch for that because yes. you had him young. Yes. And you had him late. Yes. I I I skipped that whole young part and got all the partying and all that stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know now yeah. I think I'm better suited to be a dad, older. In life, I, I agree with that. I yeah. definitely think I'm, I'm much better, a lot more calm, more patient. But well, it's well the a one lot thing, <laughs> the one thing I had guys coming and telling me, you know, and I'm talking to guys, especially guys that I softball play with or go out and go hunting with. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be a dad, and I'm 44, and the first time ever truly being a dad, every single one of them said, oh man. You are going to be a so much better dad than I was when I had my first kid. Most of them had them literally their senior year of high school or shortly thereafter, and they all said something along the same vein. I wasn't even done growing up myself, right. and suddenly ready. I'm supposed to raise a kid? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So that so uh, your daughter's your only biological. Only biological. So 44 was your first. Yep. Wow. Did you fall into the category like myself where for many, many, many years, and not for a lack of trying, mind you, thought you were shooting blanks? Because, you know. Actually, no. <laughs> the irony is my first wife and I, um, we were trying to have kids, and Sadly for us, what that generated was two miscarriages for her. Oh, that sucks. But when we were in the process of discovery, what the issue was, uh, we found out real fast it definitely was not me, and it definitely was her. And um, the second miscarriage she had nearly killed her. She had severe endometriosis. Mm -hmm. And then the stress of the miscarriage at the time it happened, she had a chunk, a bigger than the size of a golf ball of her uterus, just completely collapse and explode. And she was hemorrhaging to death as a result. And the doctor came out and told me, this is bad. This is really bad. We're calling in the emergency surgery team right now. And you need to start calling your family and you need to pray. And I said, how bad is this doctor? And she said, she's 50, 50 to come out of that door. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, well, she made it, but I will never forget that whole experience and what that was like. There's Greg going deep and deep wow. and dirty again, yeah. man. Wow. Experiences. Yeah. yeah. Let's lighten the mood. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the weather here. I mean, there are people back east that would kill to have what we have, a 55-degree day and power on demand. Yeah, exactly. So you run rogueweather.com. Yep. Uh, tell us about that journey. Um, JP, I think you can probably appreciate this more than anybody else on the planet right now. That really got started because I, one way or another, managed to close every single door in radio to me. <laughs> and then the economy really finished it off. Right. 2008? Um, yeah. Yep. That, that economy, um, when I hit unemployment, 
in 2009, the state of Oregon was really encouraging when they looked at my work history and said, oh, we don't see any jobs ever coming back in those industries, meaning radio and TV. So I was like, what am I going to do? Well, what had been a hobby for me, storm chasing and weather, Mm -hmm. provided the clue. I'm watching all these guys I know who are storm chasers in the Midwest, and I'm following them on their live streams on their websites. And all of a sudden, I started noticing on their websites, boy, they got a lot of advertising from national and regional advertisers. And the light bulb goes on, and I start talking to these guys. I go, how much revenue are you making off of your website? Well, they start telling me how much money they're making because of pay-per-view. And I said, no. How much are you making on your advertisers? When I heard those numbers, I went, hmm, I could probably do that here in Medford. And that was the whole impetus to create Rogue Weather. And that's what made me do it. The end result of which puts me now, and 2011 is when we really got rolling with that. Mm -hmm. Now here we are going on 10 years later. We have reached over 9 million people around the globe. We are consistently reaching 100 to 150,000 people a week. And I sometimes just look at this and can't even believe this is my life. I never planned any of this. I never dreamed any of this. You just threw a little pebble on a hill and it took off rolling downhill. And now there's this monster thing that I couldn't even conceive of ever happening. Well, that's typically how it happens, man. Yeah. And you're very successful at it, man. So congratulations Thank you very to you, much. man. That is good. I ain't going to lie. I uh, many times have reached out to you before, right before a trip and saying, should I take this trip? Yeah. And, and then, you know, yeah. he goes, dude, come on. Yeah. Stop asking me the damn questions. You can look it up yourself, but you're my friend, so I'll tell you. And then <laughs> here you are. Uh, I want a quick break here. Got a shout out to our sponsors, Boneyard Elixir, with their CBD-infused goodness. I'm going to crack open a grape soda yeah, right now. Yeah, flavors, tropical and grape. If you guys want this delivered to your door, boneyardelixir.com. Delivers right to your door. You don't have to leave the house. It's awesome. I just had a sip of the grape soda in the CBD action. It's pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. All right, it's I'm going to go on the tropical here. He's here going on go. the tropical. All right. Nice. So we also need to thank JL Insurance, LLC. If you need insurance, hit him up on Facebook. Jeff Fogelquist, he'll take care of you. What type of insurance? All types of insurance. Home, oh. auto, life, business. How about a personal property? Sure, I think so. Okay. <laughs> Most likely. Because <laughs> that camera over there that's filming this podcast is sitting on a tripod that <laughs> barely can hold on. the weight of the strap that's on that camera. Exactly. So you might want to get a personal property insurance yes. policy on that camera from your boy. I, yeah, good good call. All I'm right. I'm hitting him up on Facebook right now. Nick, What's last up, time we spoke was a couple months ago. Yes. Uh, lots of things have gone down. Uh, we're still in the COVID era. Yes. There's still a pandemic going on. Siri is for some reason lighting up on my phone. And your baby boy was about four months old, yeah. five months old, six months old. What what is he sitting at now? He's at eight months now. Eight so. months. Yeah. So it's yeah. He was six months. How's old. that journey? It's awesome. Yeah. It's it's different. <laughs> is he walking yet? He's getting close because he's, he's a crawling machine, though, right? He is. Yeah. He's moving all over the place. He's jumping off beds. He's. Just, yeah, you set him on the floor, you turn around, he's under the couch, and you think, oh, shit, I lost him. Yeah. Sucks. <laughs> but... I remember I lost my son behind the uh, the drapes. Nice. And the sliding glass door once yeah. freaked me out, man. I mean, you know, it was first time dad, and I cannot find him. <laughs> Mom's not home. 
oh man, panic. Yes. Wow. And right when I was about to literally lose my marbles, I saw a toe poking out from underneath the curtains, and <laughs> and he crawled himself right up there because it was sunny and shiny, and mm-hmm. the curtains on the floor covered him up, and uh, tragedy averted. Right. It's yeah. weird how quiet they are at that moment, though. Anytime else, you got them in your arms, they're screaming. Right. But they're playing hide-and-seek. They're quiet. It is. It's, it's weird. Well, let's see. Two months. Let's let's recap the last two months How of my life been? real quick. Uh, you, it's Yeah, go ahead. How have I been? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Uh, about two months ago, three months ago, my lady was diagnosed with breast cancer, a very aggressive breast cancer. Uh, three weeks, I don't know, we're, we're almost a month to the day now out from her surgery. She had a double mastectomy, mm-hmm. and which is brutal um, emotionally and physically for her. And I am the one who needs to be there and supportive and strong and for her and the children. Yep. Um, because she's basically been stuck on a couch, poor thing. Oh, um, among other many things, which we won't get into as far as emotionally for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone asks me, you know, that you're involved in this too, man. How are you doing? And, you know, I haven't even had a, I haven't even stopped to really think about how I'm doing. Cause I don't have time to stop and worry about right. I'm doing, I'm fine. I'm working. I'm making money. I'm paying the bills. Mm-hmm. I'm making sure she's okay. Making sure food's on the, you know, we're good. I'm good. Awesome. I, I, I think I'm doing all right. When I have time to breathe here, once she's doing a little bit better, um, I will reassess and maybe take a, I don't know. What do guys do? Do they get their nails done? Get a big what what do dads whiskey, do? What you, whiskey, some ice. Some whiskey, a whole cigar. bottle of Jameson. Exactly, and, yes. I might actually start drinking again with you for that one. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I mean, I, har- I hardly drink that much as it is. Yeah, me either. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's what's been going on in my life. Um, there is a GoFundMe, which yes. I... Go on our DadCast page. I, in That's fact, fair. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll link it on the Facebook page. If anyone is interested who's listening to this would like to help donate to the cause, because we have a very large deductible that has to be met. Um, even though she's had the surgery and it's been handled, there's still lots of bills that that mm-hmm. come along with this whole process, and there's still um, a couple more surgeries happening in the future. But these surgeries are coming from a guy, and I, maybe you guys could agree. I think, and not for her, mind you. It's not going to be fun for her, but at the end result of these next surgeries are going to be fun because, well, boobs. Yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she's going to be able to fit into a uh, – she's going to be so pissed that I'm talking about her behind her back <laughs> on a podcast that millions of people can listen to. Darling, I'm not even going to tell you about this when I get home tonight. You're going to have to listen to the podcast, and I hope you don't mind. But she's going to fit into a bikini that she's never fit in before, nice. and I get to look yep. at that bikini and possibly touch that bikini that – so we're Hell yeah. th- good things are coming, and the best news of all, which I think is overlooked and shouldn't be at all, is she's alive, yeah, and definitely. is going to continue to stay that way for much longer. If mm-hmm. you know, because if she hadn't, you know, in a year right. from now, things may be considerably different. Yeah. So yeah, hey, cheers. That's cheers. my last two months. <laughs> um, but you know, well, dude, Jen is a badass, though. She I mean, is a badass. She's she's, badass. she's strong. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's too stubborn to let any of this. Mm-hmm. Get her anyway. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, is, that, is that what you call an uncomfortable silence? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. That, I feel like you need a hug. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, man. Virtual hugs or COVID, there, right? There we go. <laughs> that, that woman, for as much as I know about her, mm-hmm. dude, I think she truly is the only one for you. 
Well, honestly, yeah. well, gosh, we're going on twelve years now. Yeah, so she better be. Yep, because it's <laughs> a lot of time invested. You I know what I'm you saying? You know what? I can I can say the exact same thing about Terry Lynn because it takes a woman of extraordinary grace and forgiveness. I was going to say patience. to handle a force like me, and <laughs> it truly is. And, and I've been told that as well as myself. I think I've, you know, the the greatest compliment I think I've ever received, and she reminded me that on Valentine's Day a couple of days ago. And and a quote she said is something you know, I'm having a hard time thinking of exactly how the words were. Basically, she turned a bad boy into a good man. Mm-hmm. And that's what she said. And and I, and I every time she gives me that compliment, I, I look at her and go, "But I never considered myself ever to be a bad boy because I, I, I've had friends who were the bad boys. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I I don't yeah. think I ever touched. I mean, I may have you know dabbled a little bit in the badness, but I was never right. in what I would thought is that guy's an asshole. You know, and <laughs> you know, so but whatever. I take it as a great compliment. And uh, and here it's Valentine's Day. That's a good topic. How about that seg? Greg Roberts, what did you do for Valentine's Day? Uh, honestly, with the weather situation, we did a whole lot of nothing, but we did we did pull off gifts. Now, my oh. true big one for Valentine's Day for Terry Lynn came about as a result of help with the Rogue Weather family because. We needed upgrades on our mm-hmm. technical ability in the worst way possible. Um, we were suffering because we were now constricted by our lack of ability. My reliable HP was far becoming less reliable. Terry was having issues. She had got a Chromebook because everybody raved about it. Garbage. And then found out Chromebooks have huge limitations, oh, yeah. which really hurt what we want to do. So we put out a kind of a plea for help from the Rogue Weather family, and man, did those people ever respond. We wound up with far better gear than we ever could have pulled off just totally on our own. And Terry got an Acer Predator laptop that if you are a gamer, you know what an Acer Mm -hmm. Predator is. Well, we wanted that, yes, because it's a gaming platform, but when you look at the speed, when you look at the other things that computer does, and then the marks for it across the board, it was like, got to get this. How in the world can we get this? Well, we got it. That was her major Valentine's present. But Mm -hmm. along the way, I threw a couple other things in. Yes, traditional flowers. Yes, maybe some candy. But other little things that just mean stuff to her. You know, the the little gifts, the books, and the things like that. And then, well, she fed my inner Bigfootness. You can see. Hey, you're I a hope, big fan of the big of the Sasquatch. Uh, yeah, she she had this water bottle, which is critical for my life in all kinds of ways now. But she had this custom made for me by an artist here in Medford that does these things, and it's phenomenal. Um, got my hat, my Doctor Squatch hat, because I had been watching the videos for Doctor Squatch Soap Company on YouTube and busting a gut. The funniest (laughs) commercials I've ever seen. And I'm like, you know, one of these days we ought to find out if the product is as good as the commercials. And that's one of the things Terry did for me as a Valentine's present. She's like, let's do this. What she didn't tell me was when she placed her order, she saw a gift pack. 
The gift pack included the Dr. Squatch hat uh-huh. nice. and the Dr. Squatch coffee mug that says, let's go squatching on it. Oh, sweet. And so that's, you know, for me, being a Bigfooter, those are the ultimate gifts of love. You feed one of my other big passions of life, which she actually shares too, because the best Bigfoot track I have ever found in the wild happened on our first date, and she was there when we discovered it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you truly, 100%, honestly believe that... Harry and the Henderson is a real thing. Harry and the Henderson. Harry Henderson is a <laughs> very Henderson. real thing. And Sasquatch I am, is legit. I am Big very familiar with some of the, let's say, the family members down here in the Southern Cascades. How come they've never... You know, the, the biggest thing is, it's 2021. They've got right. 8K cameras. <laughs> exactly. Why is all the damn pictures blurry? Well, here's the funny thing about that. <laughs> What it is, I cannot tell you for sure. What I have seen with my own two eyes are things that you truly would have to see to believe. There is a supernatural ability aspect of these things. And I truly believe part of why the government will not talk about them, in fact, tries to deny they exist when they know they don't, is we are not the true superior beings on the planet. I totally agree with you on that. I'm going to talk about Space Force now. And there's... Who are the two superior beings then? Well, just based off what I have seen them do and watched them do... It's the cats, right? These guys... (laughs) they Okay. Okay. They have an ability to communicate on wavelengths and ways that we can't even do. We know for a fact. We've analyzed the recordings now and found out they transmit sound infrasound Hmm. at a frequency and a decibel level that we'll never pick up on. They are not the only things on the planet, though, that does that. The crocodilians do it. Elephants do it. Rhinos do it. Um, But the crocodilians are the best example because when they're creating the infrasound, you can watch the water bubbling around them. There are plenty of life forces out there that have that ability. The other thing they have is something that humans get because of artificial means, night vision. And what they can do, they can self-illuminate their eyes. And I have watched them do this, looking right at me in the dark and seeing red or blue eyes looking at me. You can watch the eye blink. When you look at their eyes and when you look at pictures of guys using night vision in the military or law enforcement, Mm -hmm. the effect of the night vision equipment for us is exactly what their eyes do naturally. And that's why they're so active in the dark. And the darkness gives them a stealth and cover ability on us because they know we can't see in the dark. They know it. I think Greg's got it mixed up and it's actually the predator that's out there. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> See, if they're if they're if they're the See, predator, I wouldn't be here right now. Though. <laughs> right? I literally, guys, I literally had the big daddy dad cast. I had the big daddy of the family group that I've, I'm around up above Butte Falls. Mm-hmm. He approached from behind me in the dark, and I'm sitting on a log, and I'm listening to them interacting. They're using wood knocks, and then they're using true vocalizations where you'll hear. And then you'll hear off over this way. 
they have a code and it works in threes and they do it with vocalizations. They do it with tree knocks and they do it with rock knocks. They do it with rock stacks. There is a code and I'm cracking that code a little bit at a time. Just give me a damn picture and audio recording next time. But Big Daddy, so I'm sitting there one night and I'm listening to them carrying on. All of a sudden behind me, I heard a noise that I might have thought, okay, there's a wood rat or something scurrying along behind me back there. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I feel this presence. And I'm like, oh, boy. And I'm sitting there, and then all of a sudden, what I hear is... <laughs> like Darth Vader. And I'm like, oh, man. And now I know what's going on. I didn't even dare turn around and face him. I just said, Daddy, I know you're right behind me. I know if you truly wanted to, you could end me right now. But you know I mean no harm to you guys. I'm just sitting here on the log. I'm at one with the log. I'm just listening to your family. That's all I'm going to do. He stood behind me for around 10 minutes just watching me. And I could feel him just penetrating into my being. And I'm like, not moving, not moving. I then I moved. heard him. Then and then I, died. But yeah, I would have moved. But I then I heard him. I gotta turn, see. Yeah. And then he walked down the hill. And as soon as he walked down the hill, I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, that was freaking cool." He was so close to me. His whole presence just enveloped me, and I could literally hear the sound of the air coming in and out of his lungs. That's how close he was behind me. Dadcast has has now shifted into the supernatural phenomena. Exactly. And uh, this is where I think Space Force comes into play. Space Force. Hold on with your damn Space Force, Nick. (laughs) You can answer this real quick because the rails, Greg just took off on that one. Valentine's Day. What did you do? I actually. For your lady. Well, well, I didn't didn't do a whole lot for my lady. It was more for the kids. What was involved on Valentine's Day in the Martin household? Okay, so I got up at two, went to the gym, came back. Got the baby, went to the store, got a bunch of candy for the kids, a bunch of stuffed animals, got some lottery tickets for my wife, because that's what she likes. My lady likes lottery tickets, too. Got donuts. This morning. Yeah. Got some donuts, surprised them all at 7 a.m., and then I went to work. That was my Valentine's Day. All right. Space but, Force, go. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I think Space Force is was put into place because what you're saying is true. I think that there is Bigfoot. I think that there are aliens walking around among us. And I think that the government knows, and there has to be a way to protect us. You all a bunch of crazy sons I, of bitches. You know that, right? <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think that there would be a branch of the military that's specifically Do you believe the us. Earth is flat? No. Okay, good. Because that doesn't have to kick you out. No, yeah. no, no. But I do no. believe that Space Force was put in place because there's stuff out here among us that we can't control, that we need to be protected from somehow by some form of military. Then I guess I can't argue that. There's stuff that we don't let us Steve know Carl about. And Steve Carell made a Absolutely. freaking phenomenal TV show about Space Force. So there's that. That was a good show. <laughs> and, awesome. they got, and they got what? It's one season, two? Yeah, and I, the, I think one season. And that was, I, maybe we'll see I enjoyed more. it. That it was, was great. That was a yeah. good flick. Now, here, on the other hand, kind of Space Force-ish, there are things about Bigfoot people report. He just oh, doesn't want to get off the they, Bigfoot. They see UFOs. Well, <laughs> there's, there's talk a about the Bigfoot, here. okay. They're, they see UFOs or they see these orbs. Uh, I've been around them a lot, and I've never seen any one of those things yet in conjunction with them. The only thing that I thought might be a UFO that I've ever seen 
was actually in my front yard on the 4th of July, and Terry and I both saw it at the same time, and we looked at each other and go, did you see that? And what we saw was a silver teardrop-shaped thing that went from the north, like hmm. over Table Rocks, to the Siskiyous, I mean, in a blink and disappeared. I have no clue what I actually saw, but Terry saw it too, so I know so there was I didn't one in LA recently where same kind of thing, actual video footage, pictures, and they analyzed everything and they saw that it was real. There's there's not another picture, anything like it on the internet. They said it hasn't been doctored. It was 100% real. So I 100% agree with Greg here on this one. There's some weird shit out there. There is. You know, that's the second time you've said shit today, and that's the first time I've said it. Yeah, I think we, we get like three more before, before we have we to literally be, yeah. be considered explicit here on the podcast. See, if I had bet the over-under, I'd be losing so bad right I now. I know. Okay, here. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. You better? All right, oh, there, there you go. Now we got to put a fucking E on it. <laughs> Hell, fuck me. <laughs> I will be the Ward Cleaver and abstain from profanity. Thank oh, you. You know, it's it's you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is as a radio personality, I have got it in so ingrained into my system that I, I just I don't. It, there's a microphone in front of me. Bad words don't happen. Right. But ever since I've been doing my pirate radio thing, which is streaming, and we do this podcast, I can let them slip a little. Right. We got to right. be real. We can't. God help me if I ever actually have a uh, another job on the air with a uh, <laughs> you know large market or an FM of some sort, because then I have to retrain my. I have to. See, I've gotta, unlearned what I learned, on, and then I got to relearn it again. Forget the large market FM. Get on XM. Dude, you can say satellite. Shit. Oh yeah, you can say shit. Fuck. Dude, yeah, all the bad words. I think I'd call it the fuck show. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> that could actually be construed considerably else. And we have kids who listen, so I'm sorry. I apologize. I take that back, son. Don't repeat what I say. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> and if you're gonna cuss, wait till you're 18. All right, exactly. Yeah, yeah sure. I actually, I think he got caught dropping an f bomb the other day. He's 10. Oh, and boy. and he was online playing video games, and oh. I, I heard it. Yeah, I mean, I'm plain <laughs> as day. I heard it. I walked in, dude. I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah. It was my homie. Son, the... you you did. Yeah. Get, get, I heard you. No, I did not. All right. Whatever. Did he go all Eddie on you? Wasn't me. Hey, hey. wasn't me. <laughs> but I looked right in your face. Hey, wasn't me. Wasn't me. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't you. <laughs> that is one of my all-time favorite bits. I, I love that I can so repeat much. Eddie Murphy Raw from beginning to end almost, and Delirious, because yeah. that was what was given to me as 11 or 12 years old when it first came out back in the 80s. That is how I learned how to cuss. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> well, he's talking about listening to Richard way. Pryor yeah. downstairs, you know, yep. you know. That actually, for me... Okay, I listened to a little bit of Richard, but yeah. the guy who really pushed it over the cliff for me was Ed. Uh, man, yeah. those. Uh, I think I kind of want to go watch those maybe tonight. Pull up some Eddie but Murphy Raw, maybe some Delirious, and rewatch I, it. I will tell you this. I watched one of my best friends of my life, Ken Brown, who is also a phenomenal dad in his own right. Kenny, I love you, man, but I'm going to share the world truth here. Uh-oh. We're working at Mount Bachelor at lift op, as lift ops at this point in our life, and this is how I met him. And each lift had a lift hostess assigned, and her whole duty was to check lift tickets and season's passes. 
Well, Ken and I are working at the bottom of Rainbow Chair, and Ken's being Ken, and about every third word out of his mouth is something profane, which is what I love about the guy. Anyway, the particular lift hostess we had that day was somebody I knew, and her father-in-law was the pastor of the Seventh-day Adventist Church <laughs> in Bend, and she looks at Ken, and she goes, you're foul mouth." He didn't even miss a beat. He went, foul mouth, fuck you. <laughs> Straight up from Eddie Murphy. I mean, it flowed just bam. And I was like, we still talk about that to this day. <laughs> wow. All right. The, 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 the places we go on this, on this podcast. Uh, Nick, you looked yes. like you had something to say there. No. No. I noticed you shaved your head. I did, yeah. yeah so. You took off all the hair. Why? Because it was a pain in the ass. It was. I was uh. going to the barber. I, I love my barber. Cameron, you're the man. If you listen to this, you are the man. But it was too much. Every two weeks, going, getting the skin fade, getting the part, trying to go to the gym at 2 in the morning, making sure your shit's all combed. It's well, that's your problem. <laughs> Who cares? I care. Well, that's, okay. Yeah. One day... Sooner than later, trust me. <laughs> you're gonna wake up and go, whatever. Yeah. Now, like the, today, it's the first yeah. time I've done my hair in, I don't know, this year. Okay. Like I got out of the shower. You don't want to get out of the shower. I'm like, hey, whatever, screw it. Plus, today, I'm like, okay, I might be on camera. Okay, <laughs> maybe. So, so I did it. But nah, yeah, so whatever, the other thing, cares? running around the store too, it's uh-huh. forty thousand square feet, running back and forth. You start yep. sweating a little bit. It's this is much better. All right, mm-hmm. yeah. fair enough. Dude, dude old man, it looks good for the record. You know what? Jason Statham's the man. <laughs> no, <laughs> Nick, though, dude, props. That that look for you, that's total. That's a rocking look. Right I like now. it. It's, it's comfortable. Yeah. If you didn't know him and you saw him in a dark alley, you would be intimidated. I guarantee it. Oh, promise. Shaved head, beard, buff, lots tats, of tattoos, lots of tattoos. Yeah. Not too tall. But, no, I'm, you know. I'm, I'm like a little midget. I'm like a tiny person. Sorry, tiny person. You're like a buff Frodo. It's like, yeah. You know, but I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm lesser of a man now than I was a month ago, but yeah, I'm you, still much bigger than you guys. I wanted to touch on that, yes. So what, what for, for those doing? of you who aren't aware, Greg Roberts, as long as I've ever known him, and we're pushing 15 years now, give or take, 20. Oh, no, at least 15. Yeah, at least. I mean, because, gosh, I was on the Rogue in 2006. Yep. And I was yeah. working across town at yeah. the boy. So, so that's yeah. when I, I met you, give or take. And you've always been a very large fella. Not just yep. tall, but big, for a lot of better way to put it. Yeah. You are not as big as you once were. No, no. Talk to me about that journey. First of all, um, how much weight have you lost in the last month? In the last month, yeah. 26.9 pounds. And total. In total, since I was diagnosed type 2 diabetic, we're mm-hmm. now at 49, almost 50. Mm-hmm. Good job, Good man. Good so, job, man. And what's the ultimate goal? Nice. Ultimate goal, and I made no bones about this, especially with my advisor in the program. I showed them a picture of me in 1990 at Mount Bachelor in my ski racing days when I was 6% body fat, had a true six-pack, not on the table, but right where it mattered most. Um, and had the stamina and endurance to do anything I wanted to do in my life. I was a ski racer. I was a wildland firefighter. A 10-mile hike with 80 pounds of gear on me was something I did for work Mm -hmm. and got paid to do it and could do it well. And I'm showing them this picture of me and said, this, this is who I want to get back to ultimately. And the advisor didn't even miss a beat and said, I'm going to give you the tool to get there. You are going to decide yep. 
how this actually happens. It's all on you. And from that day to this, every single damn day, my ski racing coach, Rick, is in my ear saying repeatedly, how bad do you want this? Are you going to sacrifice everything for it? And you have got to go earn this every single day. And that's the mission I've been on since January 11th. I get up every day. How bad do you want it? What will you sacrifice? And how hard are you going to work to earn that? Mm -hmm. Easiest thing I've ever done in my life. And I have completely flushed the toilet on all alcohol, fast food, Anything carb, anything sugar, it's got to be clean, it's got to be lean, and it's got to be green. Sweet. So clean, I will lean, not, and green. What about I, a steak? Uh, steak is allowed, but I have to eat way different cuts than I ever did before okay. and much smaller portions of it. Okay. No baked potato, no mashed potato, no none of that. Yeah. But I always love cauliflower and broccoli anyway, and cauliflower and broccoli, it's what we call a freeload. Mm-hmm. So Mass you, quantity consumption. Is that it not? No, it's actually not even true. Keto, this is a little bit different. You can eat things on keto that I can't eat because I'm fighting the type 2 diabetes battle at the same time that I'm working on a lot of other things. And there are things that I've got to completely eliminate out. The amazing part about this process, when I was first diagnosed in June of 2017 as a type 2, I tried to do Atkins. Why? Because I'd had success with Atkins mm-hmm. before. Two weeks into it, my blood sugars went all over the frickin' map, and my doc's like, whoa, whoa, we got to back off on that. You got to start incorporating some carbs. And that eventually... Led me back down into the collapse. So when I found this program, and I'm actually not going to talk about it now. We'll circle back around to it when I'm ready because what I'm going to do, I, I seriously found a new mission and a purpose in life. I'm not going to go and hammer people. I'm not going to turn into a zealot. I'm not going to be those ultimate vegan warriors that we all hate. But I'm going to say... If you are at your rock bottom, if you have nowhere else to go, if your doctor is telling you some of the things he told me, I have a lifeline. I can help you. But I don't care about this lifeline. It has got to be on you. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to give up the things that made you sick? Are you truly willing? I was, and if they are, this program will work. And when I am truly ready and qualified to do it, then we're going to discuss the program. All right. What's going on over there, Nick? Cramp. Yep. You got a cramp? I knew it as soon as I saw the look on his, the grimace wow. on his face. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he's cramping hard. So, yeah, there you go. Reach out to, you know, where can, if anyone's listening to this podcast, if anyone, ha, let me rephrase that one. Yeah. To you listening to this podcast right now, if that if that struck a nerve, if that touched you in any way, and, and you know, it spoke to you, how can they get a hold of you? Through rogueweather.com. You, we were on Facebook. We're on MeWe. And you can, you can private message me. I'll get in touch with you. I am actually going to help one of our former radio advertisers on Opus 
first, and I'm doing it, jump-starting my timeline. My advisor is going to help me because this guy is in a medical crisis. We need to act now to help him and change the direction of his life, and he and his wife are more than ready. His wife has been following me on Rogue Weather. She saw the pictures I put up, and she was like, I mean, I could see it in the message. She was tearful. Please help us. This is what's going on with him. And I'm like, you got it. So we're getting together at 6 o'clock tomorrow night, and I'm going to get them started. There you go, man. Good job. And, and get him saved, literally. So You know, someone who needs saving right now, <laughs> Nick Martin. I, I, let me explain to you what's going on. If ever a man looked like they were having a baby, oh. this is kind of what's happening right now. There's a lot of heavy breathing. There's some grimacing and painful scowls. And he's gripping at his leg. Is that a hammy that's being pulled right yeah, now, dude? Yeah, he's got a big-time Charlie. And I'll what, tell you what, I mean, do you need hopefully to you that can bitch straighten out? that thing a little. No? Okay. All right. Well, we're going to let him get through that. And it's now's a good time to thank our sponsors once again. Boneyard Elixir. I'm currently drinking a sparkling CBD beverage. Contains only 20. 25 milligrams of CBD. It's a grape soda. It's delicious. Thank you guys at Boneyard Elixir so much for sponsoring the Dadcast and providing us with awesome beverages. Hey, let me throw my two cents worth in. I cracked that tropical. Okay. I cracked that tropical. Dude, that's actually really good. It tastes like I should be sitting on a beach and having little umbrellas in it and then not being able to get through a Dewey test. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that. It's It's, it's got everything good, but the bad good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Reminds me of my, my radio station, Pirate Radio. Yeah. yeah. Tropical. Nick, you doing all right there, buddy? You going to get through this? I can't stand up. Dude. You can't stand up. Might have to carry you out of the studio later. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Carry, piggybacking down the stairs will be talk real fun. about your fun, fun podcasts. This one will go. Oh, and it's on camera too. Yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, for the record, I, I I will edit this part out. So right now, you'll never see this. You just you can only hear it. You can only audio visualize. Now what is try happening. and try and straighten that thing. Put all your weight on your on the back of your foot. And try and get that thing as straight as you can. And unfortunately, I mean, I wish I could give you this and let you start chugging water, but wow! You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I think the worst of it has passed. I think I'm back, okay. <laughs> buddy. Oh my God. I got I got a word for you, and it's something that's allowed on my plan right now: pickle juice. Pickle juice. Pickle juice. My lady loves wonders pickle juice. for the human body. It really? truly does. Yeah. I'm going to have to go get a jar. Yeah. Of pickle. And, well, <laughs> some and then the pickles. Banana potassium. I mean, the way I'm yeah. eating right now, pickles oh. are my new joy, especially the Clausens. I love those things. Those pickles. Hey, Greg, spirit. you need to keep your personal affairs to yourself. Hey, so. I get two of those things a day. <laughs> much, much, much. Oh, so good. And then the pickle juice. Bueno. So let's, 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 let's shift gears. Um, I love the fact that. Here's a little insight to the show. Typically, we'll plan things. We'll think about topics to discuss. We'll have questions laid out. Today, we are literally flying by the seat of our pants. And I honestly think that kind of show works better sometimes. Yeah. Um, JP, it's you and me. For Christ's sake, we can't (laughs) plan this. We're not planning it. We're just doing it, So, you ready? Yeah. Best concert you ever have been to? 
Great. You were there to see it. Vol Beat, Trivium, and Digital oh, Summer. And that just wasn't because I gave you backstage no. passes and you got to meet the band, right? Yeah, That's... no, 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 no. No, trust me on this. That was, yeah, that was a highlight. I have never heard better sound in the Medford Armory. I don't know what they did. Vol Beat is better live than anything you will hear on the radio or listening to their albums. Trust me when I tell you. And Trivium... Matt and I are still in touch to this day yeah, talking yeah, to I each talk other. To those guys every and once Keith, in a while. he's an awesome dude. But man, has their music ever progressed? And Matt goes, I get so much crap from people over this. I go, dude, tell them to go piss up a rope. <laughs> Where you're going now, the growth of what you guys are doing, your progression moving forward, it's freaking awesome. And Trivium was nails that night, and Digital Summer was nails that night. It is a really rare, rare thing. To go to a multi-band event and have everybody just be, bam, on it, nailed it. And that show they did. All right. Nick. I'm going to go with Deftones, Rise Against, and Thrice over in Bend. Hands down, one of the best ones I've seen in the last probably 15 years. Like, awesome guys. I know all the guys in Thrice. Super cool dudes. And just a freaking great show at the Les Schwab Amphitheater outside, summertime. (sighs) Good stuff. Oh. Since I became a dad, uh, my favorite concert that I've ever been to uh, has changed from, which I'll tell you in a moment, to now um, JoJo Siwa. Really? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> I'm kind of... <laughs> I'm like, I was so not was buying like, it. I was so not. Seven-year-old loves her, for the yeah. record. <laughs> and that might be the greatest concert, the history of all concerts in her. But I, because I've seen so gosh darn many it is very difficult me for to pick just one because you know I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be like, oh, f- f- shit, I forgot about that one. But right now, I'm going to give you two. So my top two, is that, if, that, if that's all right with you yeah, guys. Go for it. My first concert, mm. Rush, the Ooh. Presto Tour. Oh, damn. Two yeah. gigantic inflatable top hats with inflatable yep. bunnies, 30 feet tall on both sides of the stage, and, you know, three-man Canadian pricks playing the best damn music ever. That was one. Second, fairly recent, a few years ago, believe it or not, the Hollywood Vampires at Brit. Yes. That, yeah. That I, show, for whatever reason, the energy. And yeah. plus, you know, I got to meet the boys. And, Did you? And, nice. Yeah. I, and my lady actually got to kiss Johnny Depp. Nice. She, he, she asked if he could, and then he actually looked at me and said, is that all right, man? Is that going to be cool with you? You're not going to beat me up or nothing? I'm like, dude. I'm the one taking her home. Please, I'm at it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she was, it didn't, whatever happened the rest of that night didn't matter. She got to kiss Johnny Depp. And I was fine with it. That was cool. That's a story for the grandkids. Yeah. But that, yeah. that show, Alice Cooper, Johnny Depp, Joe Perry from Aerosmith, and uh, the, one of the, the bassist was the bassist from uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Matt Sorum, drummer, yeah. GNR, second drummer of GNR. Yeah. Just something about that night, man. It was Dude. so good. And the music they played, granted, most of them were covers. Mm-hmm. You know, except Lex, this is an Alice in Change or an Alice Smith song, or right. excuse me, Alice in Change, Alice <laughs> Cooper song. Right. Um, it, that, there you go. That, I, that, I that was one. There. Dude, so good. Yeah. Such a good show. That, that was. Yeah. Whew. Okay, oh. I guess I got to date myself then because my first major concert. Skinnered! No. <laughs> Old Miles Field here in Medford. Black Oak, Arkansas, and Hart, when Ann Wilson was an absolute <laughs> goddess of that was every rude. I'm sorry, way possible. Yeah. She hit that stage. I took one look at her, and I'm just like, 
<laughs> and it was like instant love. What I will never forget in finding out in the aftermath of, the, of that concert was when Black Oak was playing, they turned their sound up so much, it was literally rattling China off the walls of the manor. Really? Oh, no freaking joke. <laughs> I loved hearing that. I'm like, yeah, there we go. That's what we're talking about. Rock and roll, baby. Good stuff. And then I got to see a show... My first major, I'm going to say theatrical. Okay. Because Black Oak, Arkansas, and Hart, there's no, you know, bombast, fireworks, special effects. There's none of that going on. It was just them straight ahead, raw the music. Oakland, California, 1976. I already love this story. Kiss Destroyer Tour. And who's opening up for them? Bob Seeger, Bob Seeger, I'll get it. Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band opening for Kiss. Right. Kiss on the Destroyer tour, the top of their game, the top of everything. It was the circus, the Fourth of July, and Halloween all rolled into one, and it never disappointed. God, were you like fourteen? No, twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Actually, no, eleven. And I'm sitting there just like. Oh my God, Gene Simmons really is 10 feet tall and spits blood and shoots fire. And this guy's the coolest ever. Look at Ace Frehley up there shooting out fire out of his guitar. And it was without a doubt the thing that I watched, and especially watching Peter Chris and go, I have got to do. That, that is who I want to be. I want to be those gods. That's amazing. And you ended up being a skier. Uh, You know, which is here's the amazing part of life. I actually rock and roll skier. I actually have had an an embarrassment of talents bestowed on me by God. And part of that was genetics from parents. And part of it was my own dogged determination. Uh The musical side of it was absolutely a gift from my parents. When Kip Winger dedicated that song to me, Kip, I start singing it out there in the audience, and the next thing I know, every single person around me is turning and looking at me with this kind of look. <laughs> and this woman looked at me and said, oh, my God, you're better than him. And I'm like, hey, thank you. I appreciate that compliment. Because there was a point in time in my life I knew Tesla before they were Tesla. I jammed with those guys. I partied with those guys. Night Ranger, same thing. Was around those guys. Mm -hmm. If that was what I had truly wanted for me, if it hadn't been just about, hey, we get to go to bars every weekend, get alcohol for free, and get laid like porn Mm -hmm. stars. (laughs) If that had been what I thought was going to be my vehicle in my life to truly change it, I would have gone and done it. I'll give you an example. James Hetfield and I, yeah, like this. And I know that because I know James, or at least I did back in the day. I saw Metallica at least 50 times before anybody else had ever heard of them. I watched them at the Shire Road Pub in Sacramento, and Dave Mustaine is still in the band, and I'm watching this and going, oh, my God, I have never heard anything that aggressive and relentless. It was full-on venom and power from the time they hit that stage until the time they ended it. And if you had told me at that moment... In 10 years, that's going to be the biggest band in the world. I'd have said, you're freaking crazy. 
10 years later, Metallica's biggest band in the world. And the, one of the most mind-blowing experiences of my life was Monsters of Rock in Spokane. Van Halen, Scorpion, Dokken, Metallica, 80s. and Kingdom Come. <laughs> Watching Metallica on that big stage with that bill, and those guys just came out on fire. I, uh, I mean, they were on fire. And you could tell... We're up for the challenge of playing in front of Van Halen and the Scorpions, and we are going to own the world, and we're going to make a statement right now today. And I will never forget, I'm sitting way back, and every time Newstead hit that lower end of that bass, that thing just came and went kaboom on my chest. And I'm like, yeah! Oh, I love you guys so much! I love you guys! Night Ranger, still talk to Kelly and still talk to Jack every once in a while, and so thrilled for the success Night Ranger obviously had. Same thing with Tesla. But man, blowing up, going supernova, kings of the earth can do anything they want to do, anytime they want to do it. Nobody touches Metallica from back in the day. And I used to toss down shooters and beer with James after shows. Never must did have like been a Lars. lot of them. Never did like <laughs> Lars. Loved James. James and I, we related on all kinds of levels. He is a solid guy. I need I, you to do me a favor and get a hold of James, okay? Yeah, no problem. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I need, I need, I need, we need to have a talk, yeah. uh, an interview. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I've never met James, and I want to. Okay, so we should do that. Uh, yeah, no, Big- actually, you would really like it because the one thing I've heard consistently from people to this day, oh, my God, he is such a down-to-earth kind of guy. He truly is. Hey, who he is as an individual never departed from who he was, and yeah. that's a great thing about James. Yes, he's battled some demons. Oh, my God, has he battled demons. And I pray for that guy hard because he is a true good guy at heart. And this time... I really hope he has slayed the demon in his life and really kicked that addiction thing. I really do. We all hope so, man. Thank you to our sponsors once again, Boneyard Elixir. I'm drinking an awesome grape soda, a sparkling CBD beverage. And uh, our newest sponsor, Nick. JL Insurance. Thank you so much, guys. All right, short and sweet. Yeah. JL Insurance, providing you with all your insurance needs. (laughs) That's my radio voice kicking in and pretending to do advertising. All right, you guys, that is getting real close to wrapping up this week's edition of the podcast. This is DadCast. A big thanks to our amazing, awesome, special guest, man of the day, honorary radio guy, Greg Roberts from RogueWeather.com. Check it out at RogueWeather.com. You can find him on Facebook, but more preferably MeWe these days. And uh, if you have questions about the weather, don't ask because he'll be a smart ass about it. Mm. Or do ask. Well, not sure. Here's the only here's the only thing. Uh obviously the success is a beautiful thing. I couldn't have imagined it, but I gotta admit, you know, I try and put information out there and Facebook works against me. And yeah, so it does get kind of uh, come on, guys. Yeah, I know algorithms, etc. There's et cetera, information et posted on the page or on the website and people keep asking about it. Yeah, I know. You know it's, here's what's it's, funny. It's hard, but there's there's a lot of stupid People out there. Well, that's just the thing, the thing we can't Facebook's do is we can't call them on it. That's, that's the thing. We can't call them on it. They just got to continue to be stupid, and that's it. MeWe, though? <laughs> yeah. It does not happen on MeWe because MeWe, every single post I make on MeWe gets to every single person following me. There will come a day. 
Wait till you yeah. get the Facebook. When I will make the social <laughs> media decision, and I'll tell you right now, me, we, please, dear God, don't ever change what you're doing, guys, because I love what you're doing. And if I've got to choose one eventually, it's going to be me, we, because I put one post up and every single person who follows me gets it. And I know they get it. We just need to get MySpace back, man. Yes. Oh, dude, you yeah, know, Nick, I, you'd be my top eight right now. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I, you'd be my top eight. Well, when I, I came to that. MySpace, yeah. Tom was legitimately Tom, and he actually started interacting with me. I'm like, right on. I love Tom from MySpace. I miss that dude. He was actually he was pretty cool. I liked him. Awesome. We're going to leave it at that. Greg Roberts, once again, thank you so much thank for coming you. in to do DadCast. Uh, Nick Martin, yep. any uh, special uh, teasers for who we got coming up here in the next coming weeks? Um, we are working on... A famous musician. A famous he's musician. He's been in a huge pop punk band. He's got a new album coming out. I think I know who you're talking about. Super I'm cool friends dude. with that guy. Yes, you are. And I've actually been... We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Do not go anywhere. If you do have to go somewhere, make sure you come back to DadCast. Right. We do have AJ listen. Logan coming up, though. That's you guys cool. were around the valley about 10, 15 years ago. You heard him on the radio. Super cool guy. He's coming. We're moving back, actually. And also Derek Cole. And Derek Cole. Yeah. Uh, Medford's own famous... Derek, Derek from Oregon. Cole. That's right. Derek from Oregon. Coming up on the DadCast in future. This yes. has been DadCast Season 2, Episode Number 1. Thanks for tuning in, man, and we will catch you all on the flip on the next episode. Nick, Greg, thanks all for right. coming in, man. Yeah. You got it. Guys.